I think it's very expensive. They just do without things. They don't go out for dinner. I mean, you can't afford everything. Too expensive. Way too high. Prices in our house anyway have gone up at least doubled. I won't be able to put my gas on. They'll be frightened too. Well, so there goes my money. It's outrageous that it's been put up so much. It's too much. The economy's just gone way beyond some people's reach and that's sad. I'm just worried. Personally, I think it's disgusting. The Manx public have been hit hard enough. And I've got family and, and we're struggling as it is. This is not a third world country that we have to say to our children that no, I couldn't buy you this because it was so expensive. Cycling 22 miles a day to avoid high petrol prices, having one partner work days and the other nights to save money on childcare costs, and deciding week by week which bills to pay and which ones not to. These are just a small sample of things people here on the Isle of Man are having to do to try and make ends meet during the current cost of living crisis. I'm Amy Griffiths, and I want to find out exactly how people are feeling about the colder months ahead and who's going to struggle the most. Gas prices in the island are set to rise by almost 44%. The Isle of Man's food bank says it's expecting a massive increase in the number of people who need to use its service. The Isle of Man won't be exempt from rising food prices. That's the message from government. Inflation on the Isle of Man increased last month and now stands at 10.8%. It's a 1.6% rise compared to June. An economist within the Office of Fair Trading says fuel prices on the Isle of Man will continue to rise due to global uncertainty. People across the the island are being told they'll have to find an extra £677 as a result of surging gas prices. Headlines like these have felt like a broken record in recent months, repeating that the cost of some of the basic amenities people rely on every single day are going up exponentially, and it's having a real impact on people here on the island and is only set to get worse over the winter months. We're not alone in facing rising energy, fuel and food prices, though. They're affecting much of the world and have been accelerated by ongoing global issues, in particular the war in Ukraine and the economic repercussions of the COVID-19 pandemic. But how much pressure are they putting on people here? Gemma and Claire are both childminders and have families of their own. They've been telling me they don't know how they're going to cope over the coming months. I've got two young children. So, you know, I've got the, the pressures of a young family and things as well. We actually had a phone call last year and Manx Gas wanted to more than double our monthly direct debit and we just could not afford that. So we upped it by probably about 45, 50% in the hope that we'd balance out over summer. That's now not going to balance out over summer because we've got a, facing another big increase so it's terrifying to think how much they're going to want to put up my monthly payments to now. And I and my partner, we haven't had pay rises to reflect any of these increases. So it's, it's money that we're going to struggle to find. Do you have any idea at this point how you are going to find that money? Not at the moment, no. There's only so much you can cut back. Really, the, the children still need feeding and, and clothing. I can't take on any more work. My husband can't take any more work on. You still have to get like a, a work-life balance. You know, we work full time. I work over 40 hours a week and, and my husband does as well. So I don't know how we're going to increase our income to find the money to cover these gas rises. How is this affecting you and your partner emotionally? It's making me feel increasingly anxious. When I read posts on the media about, you know, people having a cold winter, it, it just makes my stomach sink. It's it's such a mental pressure. And we're having to sit down and think, where can we penny pinch from? 
On the back of the last gas price rise, I already started washing my hands with cold water. With my own children, they go swimming on a Monday, they have swimming lessons. So the shower afterwards forms part of their weekly wash routine. And then they might have one bath a week on top of that one shower. So I'm already doing quite a lot of things. So yeah, I feel like I'm doing a lot already when it comes to cooking. We have a gas hob, so I try and not use that as much as possible. Roasting vegetables in the oven. I'm using a slow cooker, although at the moment it's not really slow cooker weather. So I am trying to do what I can, but I just don't see how I am going to be able to make many more cutbacks to free up money to pay the bill that I'm going to rack up during the winter times and need my heating on. Me and my partner both work full time. He's on the buses and he's also working extra time and extra shifts. I'm a childminder, so I work full time anyway from home. Due to the cost of living going up, our house has to be a certain temperature for us to work. So especially in winter, if our house doesn't meet those temperatures, we need the heating on to make sure it's at the right temp throughout the whole day for the mindy children. But I've got a eight-year-old daughter who's been diagnosed with primary Raynards. So any temperature changes and she changes colour. She was known as the rainbow baby, so she goes from red to blue she can go white when she loses complete circulation and it can even go a blacky color at its worst she gets chill blains mostly on her feet and her hands and feet constantly peel in the heat wave that we've just had she actually had seven chill blains during the heat wave because of the way the temperature went and she was cold so even during that heat wave when we're all sweating with fans i had to put the heating on to warm her up because she couldn't cope with it because we both work full time we claim no benefits the only thing we get is child benefit for both my girls but with everything going up at the minute I'm absolutely dreading it because I don't know who's going to help support Ellie while it's cold and we need that heating to go on because I'm too scared to put it on at the moment we've already had a 500 pound gas bill that was sent last time a month later I got another gas bill of 179 pounds so that's nearly 700 pounds in eight months of the year but we're going to get another one soon and that again is going to be high yeah I'm not looking forward to the winter at all do you have any idea how you're going to pay for it no idea everything's going up at the moment fuel's absolutely ridiculous that's gone up rent and everything is going up it, it everything's going up but our wages aren't you say you're a childminder as well are you in the yeah. position where you're considering that you might have to put up your prices for your services that you're providing I did that. I've not put my prices up for nearly 10 years and um, I've gone up an extra 50p and I'm still low at what I only charge £4.50 per hour. But even that, I can't put it up anymore. It's One, it's not fair on my parents. They've got to afford to pay it. Their wages aren't going up. They've got their rates to pay, their bills to pay. So if I do that, there's a chance I could lose those children. So I've got to keep fair to them. But yeah, I am. I am worried, but I, I, I wouldn't put them up again for the fact they're in the, the exact same position I'm in. All the bills, petrol, everything is going up like you wouldn't believe. Tesco shop's gone up a ridiculous amount. And even when you've done your weekly shop, you're still having to buy more in the week because it's not covering a family of four there's just no help or support and i understand mhks are trying their hardest but a lot of the time it is words and it's driving me insane because we don't want words we need actions the government have to step in at some point and say no no enough has to stop the government has promised support to try and help more than 6.3 million pounds has already been handed out during the first six months of the year including giving two £300 energy support payments to those receiving benefits, 
two family support payments of up to £300 to families receiving child benefits and two winter bonus payments. And now further support has also been announced. Government has loaned £26 million from its reserves to Manx Utilities to cap electricity prices for six months from the 1st of October to the 31st of March. From November, it's also going to trial capping bus fares at a maximum of £2 for a single journey for three months. And anyone who's previously received the energy support or family support payments will also receive them again in December, although how much they'll receive then will be decided nearer the time. But do these measures go far enough? I put exactly that to the Treasury Minister, Dr Alex Allenson. I think government have been quite honest that we can't help everyone, that... that The effects of the war in Ukraine have caused ripples right the way around the world. What government's doing is trying to instill that certainty and security that people know that energy prices will be capped, that they know that energy security will be retained over the winter, that they know that we are doing as much as we can and will continue to do everything we can to to allow people to adjust and adapt to a very difficult winter and going into next year. And we will constantly revise that and constantly try to keep people informed about what we're doing. How aware is government of the severity of this situation to so many people here on this island? People are terrified. You're quite right, there's a lot of fear and anxiety about these, but the inflationary pressures that we're seeing are affecting just about every individual in, in their own unique way. We know that some people who are dependent on heating their homes have been affected by the increase in in Manx gas prices, for instance. Other people may be affected by other prices, particularly fuel if they need to travel a long distance to work. Other people are being affected by the increased cost of food prices. And so what we need to do with this very complex situation is address these all these different pressures that are affecting individuals. We will do that initially through targeted support, but also looking at a range of other measures we can take, both to enable people to reduce their energy demands, but also look at other ways that we can help them get through the winter and develop a further economic package as we go into the beginning of next year as part of our commitments to the island plan and also the economic strategy. Does the government recognise that there seems to be this squeezed middle appearing on the island? People who in previous years have been able to live quite comfortably until now and actually the bracket for support is going to need to be widened. Absolutely. One of the aspects of the economic strategy was looking at median earnings and really having a a commitment to raise them. We know that there are people with medium earnings, perhaps you know a couple both in full-time work who are earning a, a decent income but with the inflationary pressures we've seen right across the board are now finding that they need to cut back we need to make sure that we provide support and advice to all the people of Ireland who are affected by this not just those people who are already seen as vulnerable and are in receipt of benefit entitlement. Can government afford to support everybody that needs the help? I think the, the, this administration has been quite clear that we can't help everyone, that the way this has affected all of our population, all of our business sector, is really quite profound. What we've started off doing and what we're doing immediately is that targeted support for those people most in need and most vulnerable to these sorts of economic pressures. What we will be doing, though, also, as the Chief Minister has said, is looking for long-term solutions to this in terms of reducing our dependence on fossil fuels, in terms of accelerating some of the changes that have already been set out in the island plan, and really making sure that we can help as many people 
people as possible on this island. Sometimes that will involve financial benefits, sometimes that will involve practical support and other forms of advice and support to allow them to get through the winter and get into next year. In terms of the Alaman economy, we are in a good situation at the moment with reserves, with record low unemployment and record high vacancies as well. But we need to maintain that both consumer confidence and business confidence if we're going to support our local economy. Most of this support is aimed at individuals and families, but they're not the only ones struggling. A number of Manx businesses have already closed their doors in anticipation of the continuing price increases, and Dr Allenson admits there's likely to be more. Being practical, some businesses will not be able to survive. They've been through a huge amount through COVID, and now we're going through another period of real pressure on them. And so, unfortunately, there will be some businesses who will fold. There's also a focus on helping improve energy efficiency in domestic and commercial properties, and emphasising that people are going to have to change their habits to help keep costs down rather than necessarily relying on support from government. Because, as we've all been made aware... Government can't step in and insulate everyone. We can't help everyone. I don't think government can fill the gap and fill the void in every single set of circumstances. But how does that sit when 98.5% of businesses on the Isle of Man are small ones? Carol Glover is from the Chamber of Commerce, which represents companies that provide around half of the island's private sector workforce. Broadly speaking, the Chamber of Commerce welcomes this announcement, and more importantly, we are grateful to the government for listening because we wrote to them quite a hard-hitting letter based on the will and the wishes of our members because we have got unprecedented times and nothing that's gone on in the past is helping us understand what to do in the future. So almost everything we're doing is risky. But there are widespread concerns about the winter ahead and we're already losing some of the smaller businesses in the economy And so the fact that government has been so quick and so responsive, and particularly in one of the really key areas, which is the electricity prices, you know, is good news for a lot of businesses. But the electricity cap is going to help everybody. But that is only a cap. It's not not going to be a saving for anybody. It's just the fact that you know that you can plan that your electricity bills aren't going to be going up. But were you expecting there to be a bit more targeted support for businesses? Yeah, I think so. But what I think is important is that this is a sort of everybody is suffering. So finding a measure that benefits big businesses quite a lot. And at the moment, there are other costs like the freight surcharges that are on the steam packet at the moment that are really pushing the price of food upwards. So being able to mitigate that with electricity may have been unexpected, but it's going to be a really big benefit. And that benefit will benefit everyone who lives on the Isle of Man. So that's very good. Small businesses, it's much more tricky to give um, an answer to that. The good thing about these measures from the small business perspective is the small businesses haven't got every single thing going up now. They know what the cost of electricity is going to be. They know what their budget can be for the winter and they can plan accordingly. So we would have liked to see more in that respect. But having said that, the measure was probably a pleasant surprise. But what we really want help with is the employability and the employment issues, because there are just no people to employ. And it's causing businesses to be open less hours, to cut back on what they're doing. 
And of course, that means that they're reducing their income at a time when their costs are going up. And that's a pretty horrible scenario for any business. I quite often see on social media these big kind of campaigns from government trying to attract more people, trying to talk about how brilliant the Isle of Man is and how attractive it is as a place to live and work. But do you think enough is being done to then support people who have interest in relocating here, for example, for these job vacancies? The problem we've got is that nowhere has got enough people. So I think when you say, are we doing enough? I think we're going to have to do something very creative. One of the problems the government's got is what we're talking about in this interview. There is a huge crisis going on. The cost of living is going very high and unpredictably so because no one is in control of some of the the key drivers of prices. The cost of doing business is going up and we've had a bit of help here and everybody's had a bit of help, which is how it should be. And we're short of people. So it's a this is probably the most difficult time in business life and communities almost throughout our lives. And I would sort of include COVID. I mean, I think we acted very responsibly throughout COVID, given the information we had and improved it. But at the same time, we're now paying the price for COVID and other crises in the world. And this is completely uncharted. So the government can only do what it can do. And we as an organisation representing members can only represent what they want. And you mentioned there that government can't do everything. Government cannot help everyone. And as a result of that, within some of the announcements that they've made this week, they talk a lot about putting the onus on people and businesses themselves to become more energy efficient and that there'll be support to help Mm. make them more energy efficient and you know is it just a fact that people are going to have to change their habits to try and cope with rising costs i think that's inevitable we all have to adapt jivko nair runs a pizza shop in ramsey and isle of gelato in douglas after manx gas announced a further increase of 43.9 percent will come into force from the 1st of september he told us he'll have difficult choices to make with his businesses. Our weekly cost is so high and now another 44% will just kill the business basically. So only option is to put the prices up but you know I feel like people can't afford anymore and they struggle already so we really don't know. End of the day we have to probably cut the labour costs or we have to cut something to stay on the market. It's not all doom and gloom though. In fact, there are even some new businesses starting out, despite all the worries. Tacoma Bar and Kitchen is one of them and is planning to open its doors in Douglas next month. Ricky Dunnage is part owner and already runs a travel agent and a bar in the city. He's been telling me how his businesses in two of the most hard-hit sectors have survived the past two years and why now is the right time to open another? It's been a trying couple of years for on both fronts, really. I mean, kind of more so travel. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was very, very difficult. I mean, there was a lot of dark times in that because we couldn't physically send anyone away. I think we, we suffered more than some of our colleagues in the UK as well with stricter border controls here and dealing with the UK regulations as well. So, it, you know, that made it very, very tricky and kind of dealing with a lot of refunds and stuff. So we scaled back our operation a lot, came off the high street and just 
waited out really and things have started improving in that respect people are wanting to travel more regulations have kind of been more relaxed so yeah we've been lucky enough to see it through and come back fighting and opened our new shop on duke street a few weeks ago and things are going really well again which is nice to see and yeah hospitality wise so the front porch we've had since 2019 so yeah, from that point onwards, we kind of, we missed out on a couple of TTs and, and some busy periods. So that was tricky for a new business, especially, especially as a startup, because we had to go through all the lockdowns and try to keep our staff and keep the business going. But again, like I say, that's been very steady, very good. You know, we've been lucky enough to establish ourselves as a really busy bar in Douglas. And, and at the moment, yeah, we're, we're enjoying it. Just as it sort of feels like we're getting a little bit more normality back in terms of how people are using the hospitality and the travel sectors, we're then hit with a cost of living crisis. How has that affected the businesses that you have at the moment? With consumers not going out quite as much for the hospitality side, I think it's, you know, you, you see less regular visits to, to the front porch, but it's nice because we're not a huge operation. So kind of, you know, it still feels busy at most days. But yeah, the, the cost as much as we have to pass some on to our customers you know we were doing our best to absorb what we can by scaling back on stuff in the background you know kind of being smart with some of our purchasing and the way we run things and and kind of yeah just trying to tighten our belts to make sure that we're not having to put all the pressure on customers with the added expense and travel i mean you know the tour operators and the flight companies have kind of realized that the trend of people booking further in advance to give them more time to pay off so you know a lot of our bookings for 23 2024 even even further in advance is kind of big business now so you know yes it's not imminent money that comes in for us but it's some that we're building on for you know for the next couple of years and if all of this wasn't enough to manage you are now opening another business a bar and kitchen on Victoria Street. So why now? Why did you decide that now was the right time for that? It's something that myself and my business partner Edward have always spoke about. We kind of always really wanted a slightly higher end restaurant and wine bar feel. But it always had to be the right location. Uh, that was one of the main things for us. And the site came up on Victoria Street pretty quickly and we had to make a decision on it. And yes, obviously, there's a lot of factors that say probably don't start new businesses. The restaurant sector on the Isle of Man, yes, there's certain points in the year where it's, you know, it's quite difficult, but it still seems to be pretty buoyant. You know, there's still a lot of times that you can't get tables in some of the best restaurants in Douglas. And I think we're going to plug that gap. Is the cost of living crisis a concern yeah. for you, for you and your new business? Yeah, it's a concern for everybody. I think across the hospitality sector is, is how it's going to affect us, especially after the Christmas period and through the winter months, which is notoriously quiet for hospitality. But it's something we've got to live with. There's always something that was in the way of a business getting to its full potential. But, you know, if you've got a solid business plan and you've got a goal and you know you could potentially achieve it, then I can't see any reason why not to go for a new business. Government is adamant that it will keep assessing the situation as we get further into the winter and has promised to continue looking at possible ways to support those who need it most. But for now, Chief Minister Alfred Cannon says he's confident the measures already announced will have an impact. We need to be careful we don't talk ourselves into a position where the situation is worse than it is. £26 million will support energy prices, we'll cap in the MUA, we're bringing forward additional support into households, which could mean up to £1,000 for those households who are receiving child benefit and have an income of under £50,000. We're going to cap bus fares, we're going to bring forward more community support, and we are going to continue to monitor and evaluate the situation as it unravels over the next two or three months. 
Most of the support announced by government doesn't need Timwald approval, as it will be coming out of budgets already made available. However, an emergency session has been scheduled for the 13th of September, where members will be given an opportunity to vote on whether or not to approve the £26 million loan to Manx Utilities, as well as changes to adapt the Green Living Grant to help make homes more energy efficient. In the meantime, though, the Treasury Minister has this promise. The first thing is, if you are struggling, please ask for advice. We have a very well-developed benefit system on the Isle of Man. We also have a very successful and well-run third sector on the Isle of Man who can give that advice, whether that be financial or otherwise, who can signpost you for help. I don't want anyone to be in fear alone for this winter, and we will be trying to, to provide support to whoever needs it. We are in this for the long haul, we are alongside you, and we will get through this together. Music